What we really need to focus on is what are my gifts? How can I start to see those things that come easy to me as being my source of freaking power? And even though I don't see them yet, even though the world hasn't told me that those things are powerful, how can I really use this time to boost the way that I see myself and to boost the things that come easy to me and to see those as my sources of power and then to bring those into every area of my life when we come out of this even stronger than we will before. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Hello, fellow humans. How are you? Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. We're so happy you're here and we are here for you. It's an interesting time. Yeah, we're grateful, you know, that you're here with us during this time. I know that there's a lot of information out there for you, especially for those that are working from home or those that are homebound right now. Hopefully you guys are safe and sound within the confines of your home. For those that, you know, have to work, I'm sending you love and protection and just a lot of support as well, because I know that there's a lot of people that are still in a situation where they have to go to work. So both situations I'm honoring. And, you know, Lindsay and I really wanted to get on today and just have a special episode with tools, resources, and thoughts and prayers that we could share with you, you know, during this time. Yeah. And I've now more than ever, like spoken and connected to a lot of you um, online, whether mainly through DM on Instagram. And In a weird way, it's brought me a lot of hope. I think a lot of you are feeling the deep purpose in whatever's going on. It doesn't take away from the seriousness and the realness of the coronavirus and all of the precautions that we need to take and the people that we need to think about especially and those that we need to protect and make sure there are resources for them. But I do feel a lot of, of hope. Yeah. Just when I, when I talk to you guys. And so I'm excited to share openly about how we're feeling and how we're able to kind of navigate the everyday because, you know, from the moment you wake up, it's possible that you could be bombarded with information and opinions and news media and scrolling that could really knock you off course and force you to forget just how powerful you are and force you to forget how many tools you have at the ready. So my hope is that this episode um, and, you know, other things that we'll be doing on Instagram and Facebook will just help you to remember that you have everything you need. Yeah, completely. And during, you know, this time has been from 
the resources and things that I read and you know, subscribe to has been predicted for quite some time as something that needed to happen within our species to really change and shift everything to a paradigm that we all could see as like new earth. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but the way that we have structured society and the way that we live currently within the matrix um, doesn't allow us to really make changes to things that need to be changed, such as financial institutions, such as healthcare, such as our um, relationship with technology and our relationship with one another. It seems like to me that there has to be great things and dire things that happen in order to influence us enough or inspire us enough to make the changes that we need to make. It doesn't seem like we were going to make those changes, although they are very apparent to so many of us. So I'm hopeful that within this situation, we can um, move together as one community, uh, humankind, and really make the um, necessary moves to have a better distribution of resources, have a better care for the environment, have a better care for our community, have a deeper connection to our family, to really look at the way that we engage with politics, that we engage with the media, that we engage with one another, that we engage and rely on so much information to be pumped to us, to keep us in this state of like fear and panic constantly. If you look at the the news cycle in the past couple years, especially since the Trump presidency, it has been a continuous cycle of fear and panic that is continuing to be fed to us over and over and over again. And I'm not saying that there's not just in a lot of the news stories and things that are coming towards us, but there does seem to be an exaggeration of information throughout time that is really keeping us in this fight or flight state consistently. And our poor nervous systems really, really need the break. So although I'm of course holding very much space for so many people that have to close down their businesses that are very sick, that are very scared. And you know, those that are really thinking about their loved ones and thinking about their family and thinking about what's next, I definitely honor them. And I'm in a similar position where I'm worried about family. I'm worried about money. I'm worried about my own health. I'm worried about my community, but I'm also seeing the desire and need for the change that we've been asking for for so long and the opportunity here to have it. And I just know that change doesn't come easy for a lot of us. Change is painful. Change is hard. And I think this is going to be a really beautiful opportunity for us to really step into something new and something beautiful that we can all have together. Yeah. Amen. I've been just thinking, I've been feeling my own like self-work magnified in like a uncomfortable way during this time, which feels a little selfish to bring up, but I'm wondering if people out there are experiencing just a heightened version of say your anxiety with family or maybe a heightened version of your fear of not having enough or it's being like that enough. slowing down. Yeah. It really, it's like, it's like the slowing down is making you really mm-hmm. look at it. Yeah. It's, and I'm, I was like, I had a freak out the other day in a really good way where, and I kind of felt at that moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm definitely not the only one having this experience right now. And for a lot of you out there, I can imagine that there's a little bit of shame there because it feels too personal in a, a worldwide chaotic situation. But for me, I've I've been thinking about like, oh wow, the like 
now is the time more than ever to be able to look at this, to have the time, to have the space, to have the resources, to have the the freedom to be able to release, you know, in the comfort of your own home. So I just want to send like a lot of of love and compassion for however you are processing what's going on. You know, I think I've had every flavor of of reaction come into my sphere. And as someone who takes on a lot of what people are feeling, I don't even know in an empathetic way. It's just like, I'm almost like wearing their coat and I'm like, this isn't my coat, but I can't get it off. It's too, it's too tight or it's too big or like, and, and so what I'm trying to do is remember my truth, how I feel, what works for me while also showing compassion, which has been like very, very challenging because I find my ego just like, don't send me those news news articles. Like, don't react like that. Why are you focusing on this in a time like this? And why are you being so negative? Why are you being so positive? Like literally I feel like eight different people. Um, but I think this like forced isolation is actually helping me to listen to my own thoughts rather than everyone else's. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been funny, like, cause I've been, you know, with Justin every second of every day, I mean, fucking pray for us, literally <laughs> pray for us. It's been like, it's been so fun, but also Justin is, he knows all the tools. He knows, he knows all the tools. He's a, he's a, Jedi, but yet he's been very caught up in the news. He's been Mm -hmm. very caught up in the emotionality of what's going on in the, in the cycle. And then he's reading the general news, but also he's reading the sort of news that, you know, we're interested in more related to like galactically Mm -hmm. what's happening. And it's just been like crazy to see and exhausting. And I just keep like finding myself being so judgmental. I'm like, dude, you know what to do. Like, you know mm-hmm. what to do. And even <laughs> I'm obsessed with Facebook marketplace. Cause I'm like selling a bunch of shit. <laughs> and so I had this girl come over and she was like going to buy a West Elm painting. Okay. First of all, she didn't buy it. So that's the first thing. But second of all, I mean, tales all this time with Facebook marketplace lately, <laughs> literally blows. And so she's like, yeah, you know, I'm just so she walks in. She's like, I'm just so worried. You know, people aren't going to be able um, to pay their mortgages and they're going to not. And then, and just kind of was like 18 steps ahead of what's actually happening right now. And I just find it a little interesting that the one message that we have is like right here, right now, you know, like for this lady, do you own a home? Like, you know, not to be judgmental, but I'm like, are you, are you worried about something that's not your problem? Are you making the story that in a narrative that doesn't really exist in your, in the present moment right now? I'm not saying that that is not a possibility because that is a definite possibility to what is happening with the markets and financially. But what I'm saying is that within this moment right now, like, are you healthy? She was healthy do you have enough money to come over to my house to maybe buy a painting? Yes. Like, do you, do you still have a job? Yes. Like, do you still have clothes on your body? Yes. Do you still have contact with your family who's also healthy? Yes. And not everyone can say all of those things, but the focus on the here and now and not really winding up to these crazy narratives is so important. We were at Home Depot before everyone kind of quarantined and we heard this guy talking to this other guy and he's like, did you know that 39% of Americans believe that Corona is the beer? 
And those sort of statistics and those sort of stories like get perpetuated so easily to like subscribe to the narrative that we're all stupid and that people are stupid and don't know what's going on and really bring us back to like, oh, the media always knows what's right because people don't know what's right. And it's just so frustrating to continue to see whenever I've gone out in public before quarantine was happening, like people that continue to perpetuate these stories that are ridiculous like that. You know, there was another woman when I was checking out buying groceries, she was like, did you hear that a million people will die in the next month? And it's like, where in the other girl goes, where'd you hear that information? She goes, my friend. It's like, okay, your friend. And she's passing it along. Nine exactly. out of 10 people will believe her. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, that's a, a message that I have for myself and just for anyone else is like, be very careful about the, the media that you're consuming, the information you're consuming. It's all changing every second, every day. And it's just really dangerous to perpetuate these crazy stories and these crazy narratives that aren't helping any of us. And they're just keeping us addicted to this like vicious cycle of like never feeling like we know what's going on, never feeling like we're safe, never feeling like we have the answers, always feeling like every time we look at our phone or every time we seek, we find more negative information. And that's not always true. And, you know, very well, there is tons that is true and that is coming our way. But I just like urge people to be very careful about what we're sharing and spreading to one another because it's just, it's not always accurate. And that's been a consistent theme within our media in the past couple of years, especially since Trump was elected, is like our distrust and the dishonesty in the news media today. And I think that what's scary is that... What's fearful about the fear? Um, What's scary about the fear is that I don't know if human beings, all human beings have the like discernment to be able to act quote unquote right in the face of fear. For example, I know someone who is in healthcare, um, they're a nurse and one of the attendees um, said, I don't want to test that child for coronavirus because if it comes back positive, the nurses won't come to work. Wow. Mm -hmm. So there's this thing happening with fear Mm -hmm. that it's kind of thwarting good judgment and... And it's, that is actually what kind of freaks me out. Yeah, for sure. What was it? My therapist said like last weekend, she's like, if you, you know, when you're standing in the sun and you have a shadow behind you, just because you turn away from the shadow doesn't mean the shadow doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that happens so much. And I see that in my personal life quite a bit. And I think it's that same situation where if this child has Corona, just because you don't test them doesn't mean they don't have it. Mm -hmm. And who knows if they have it or not, of course, you know? So it's just... Yeah, it really, it really just causes us to look at our like societal shadow, Mm -hmm. which is a lack of looking inward, a dependent on the news media to provide us with our information related to how we feel, how we act, how we consume. Dependent, yeah, dependence on the things, the things to make us feel safe. Yes, the fucking toilet paper to make us feel safe. Uh, I'm one of the assholes. I don't have a well. I don't have any toilet paper. (laughs) I'm going to give you some before you leave, but (laughs) I don't have any. I don't. I literally was like, oh wow, this is so truth to me. Of course, I would run out. And Justin goes, yeah, it's fine. I ordered paper towels. 
I'm like, I'm fucking raw down there. <laughs> I was like, that does, that's not the same. <laughs> so we have like little shreds of paper towels at the crib. It's fucking crazy. But, but yeah, I just really, the, the thing for me, my message for myself is like, is so related to present moment, you know, it's just like so present moment. And, you know, for everyone listening too, like, just so you know, we had to cancel two retreats. We had to cancel South by Southwest. I had to cancel one event I was attending. We had to cancel events we were speaking at. Um, So yeah, it's definitely been, you know, an interesting and financially trying time for us. So please note that that's not like roses over here. You know, the team is kind of readjusting and reworking but if you can't I feel like for me personally it's like if we can't adjust and survive these times then like what were we doing anyway it's like gonna be an opportunity for us to really shift what we're doing to provide more support for more people in like a different way Mm -hmm. and it's just I just can't really and I'm not ever gonna say that I'm not but I'm not really in victim mode anymore with much so it's like for this it's like I can't be in victim mode either what am I gonna do like say this is the problem that's happening to me and so I'm not gonna do anything yeah and it's been hard to see people in victim mode for me of course of course it's like hard in a way that I'm like what the fuck I know (laughs) I'm trying to not identify well no I I, I just like whenever people say anything I'm like oh and I just energetically usually get on their level of whatever that feeling is because that's sort of how I operate which is comforting to most but can also be um, very uncomfortable for me but it's like everyone deserves their space to feel and emote Mm -hmm. during this time but I do feel like it should be processed alone discerned alone and in community heal you know, and hopefully with almost 30 through, you know, our online community or everything that we provide people digitally that can be supported. Definitely. Definitely. And it's been, it reminds me how cool and inspiring for lack of a better word, like our friends in this space are, you know, I just, I'm really like, wow. I know. (laughs) I know we're in, we're in, in the middle of just such a, uh, a vibrant, like alive community of people who are truly doing good in times like these and providing, you know, free resources and yeah, just giving a lot of hope to a lot of people. So completely. And I would say, you know, and I've been saying this on my posts and just in, oh, when I can, but it's like, us as a collective, as a community, like almost 30 nation and the people that engage with and and participate in what we're doing, now is the time to use the tools that we've been cultivating. Like now is the time, like people have been focused on their self-care, increasing self-love, um, their ability to handle and manage triggers, like their connection to self, their connection to source. Like it's been so stunning to see the people of our community really learn all of the things that have been shared by us and our guests through the past three years. And now is the time. Mm-hmm. And I see it almost like a, it's not like a, I imagine like a little battle thing, but it is really like, okay, so what have we learned? How are we going to use it? And how are we going to like not let the old tape play that we used to, you know, play in the past? So um, within the tools and resources that we share, it's like we can put them into practice now. It's almost like the first battle that we're using them in. So I think that's why, at least I'm speaking from my own experience where I'm like, 
I'm like nervous to like wield my sword a little bit. Cause I'm like, it's, I'm used to using the paddle over here. That's a totally less strong and no, whatever. We were in that battle of the French or something. <laughs> I'm like, this actually feels I like my like history. 30th battle. <laughs> but I, I just feel like a lot of people are like, of course. Oh my God, this is the first time I'm really truly in a, in a, dire situation like this where it's essential that we use these tools using them and those old tapes at least for me in the last like two days have tried to get a little bit louder I'm like oh no 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) like love you you served a purpose but like I can't you're of no use here like that you're no use here so take a rest and just allow me to really step into that's really strong person who knows yeah who truly knows and is confident with her daily practices is confident in the things that she tells herself and others and yeah it's it's definitely a time where i'm i am trusting myself more than ever Mm. you know yeah i think we're all being called to really trust ourselves completely it's interesting too what I feel like sometimes happens for me when like it's calm I will feel the opposite and mm-hmm. when it's crazy I feel calm mm-hmm. and that's like a you know that's a problem but I do no, think I, about I think that good. with a lot of different things it's like how have it's like right now I've actually felt more creative mm-hmm. than I have in a really long time I felt more strength within my inner knowing than I have in so long and my stepping into like this like Jedi sense of knowing that we're going to come out on the other side stronger and better. And with everything that we've ever wanted, whether that's now or 2027, you know, who knows, but I just know that we're like fully supported. Mm -hmm. So, and I painted this weekend. Yeah. Dude, my piece is fucking sick. (laughs) It's Can't wait for you to sell it on Facebook Marketplace. It's literally fine art. It's <laughs> truly fun. fine art. It was a blast. It's so fun. It took me three days. Well, you need to let every layer dry. Acryl- Just because it's like it lightens. So I used acrylics on canvas and then charcoal and then some oils and a little bit of my house paint. So you have to let each dry at different times. And mm. then you're kind of like seeing what the color is. Once it's dried, you have to do your like final varnish. The charcoal goes on top. It was like fucking amazing. Wow. It was amazing. So amazing. So if ever you guys have wanted to do all of these things like paint or write a book, now's the time for you to write that book, for you to paint that painting, for you to do that journal, make that thing. Now's the time. And share with people if that feels good. You know, I think sometimes we're, we're nervous to kind of share what we're doing and creating, but especially like our community, Mm -hmm. share it. Yeah. It'll inspire someone else to create. Completely. And this episode is super, super special. So beyond, you know, the messages that we share, we wanted to tap the shoulders of some of the leaders that we are so lucky to have in our orbit. Some of the most impactful people that Lindsay and I both know uh, wanted to share a few words, some prayers, some thoughts, some emotions, some tips uh, during this time. So I am eternally grateful to all of the people that have participated and are sharing their love with our community because I know it is so needed right now. And our hope is that, you know, not every every message has to stick, but that maybe something in this episode will just help you feel a bit more peaceful and grounded and inspire you to maybe do something every day to really come back 
to yourself um, and not live in that cycle of fear because we're going to come out the other side. Yes. So these are tips related to working from home, related to staying healthy, related to staying financially well, related to what is spiritually happening within the world, what is happening astrologically, what is happening from a soul level. And we tried to cover every single base that we normally cover on Almost 30 podcast, but in a sense of actionable things related to coronavirus and the current state of the world today. Yeah. So if this resonates with you, I'm sure it will definitely land with someone that you know. So please feel free to share it. Join our secret Facebook group. It's an incredible group of seekers and conscious women from all over the world who are talking every day. We're laughing in there. We're sharing vulnerably. It's just a really great place to be, especially during this time. Uh, And look out for more from us on IG Live. We are doing a mindfulness series the week of the 25th. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, you know, we're here for you. Anything you need. And we'll be sharing just more thoughts and sentiments on the newsletter, which is free. The IG Live series will be free. And you can follow me on Instagram at It's Krista. And I'm at Lindsay Simsick. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. We are sending you so much love and devotion. And we are so looking forward to hearing from these magical people right now. We love you. Hi, Almost 30 community. My name is Jenna Zoe. I'm a human design specialist. It's so interesting this time um, from a human design lens because in 2027, according to human design, we're entering into a new world way of doing things. So we're going to be moving out of this era, which was emphasizing the collective and the structures. So that would be government bodies, groups, organizations that basically rule us and the power in our eyes being given to these organizations rather than the individual. And so in 2027, we're transitioning into a phase that is all about the individual's power. And so the years running up to that 2027 transition is really going to be pushing us to stop seeing these uh, bodies of power above us as being more powerful, um, to push us to stop investing um, the authority in them over us and to really claim that authority back to ourselves. So it's really interesting, this whole quarantine coronavirus phase that we're in at the moment, because on the one hand, it is a collective experience that the whole world is experiencing at the same time. But at the same time, the universe doesn't want us to see it as this one specific thing. And how is it affecting all of us? Because the truth is, it's affecting all of us differently. And so even though the temptation, especially when we're people who want to do some spiritual work on ourselves and talk about it from that lens, it's almost interesting because the world is not going to let us come up with this trite, sort of like homogenous message for everybody. And so, you know, especially because the age of the guru is coming over, it's like, we shouldn't be listening to what anybody else is saying this whole thing means as much as it makes us more comfortable to come up with an idea of what this all means and put it in a, wrap it in a tight, neat little bow. Um, it's almost asking us and it's pushing us to do the work and say, what is this challenging me to do? And what is this allowing me to do? Because it's almost like a gift wrapped in shit. There's like some good stuff coming out of it, but there's also challenges. And so it's important for each of us to think about how is this making me uncomfortable? And what am I without all the things that I 
can't do right now um, because that's obviously what's triggering a lot of us is that we can't take space from our partners when we need it. We can't, you know, feel good about ourselves by going to the hair salon and we can't, maybe we can't even go to work, right? So, or we're forced to work from home. So all these things that we associate as being things that make us us, we're being stripped of right now. And what we're left with is really the bare bones. And obviously we're in a society where the temptation, and it's actually so easy to make that time pass by, by watching TV, by numbing out, by maybe even picking fights with the people we're with, or or worse, creating a victim story around, I don't know, like the kids getting on our nerves or whatever, and that almost kidding ourselves that that's the purpose of this is just to make it through that. But because we're all conscious people and this community is such a conscious, intelligent community, there's a real call for you to think about, get clear on what your purpose is here. What is it that, what redirect is this offering your life that you can really make the most of? And the universe is really giving you this like time to rethink about it, restructure and to sort of like get even more intentional when we're going to be coming out of this now. So if you don't already know your human design, it's just a really helpful tool. It's not the only tool, but it's certainly a helpful tool for helping you get clear on what it is that you are really good at and what it is that you are here to share. And I don't just mean share in terms of a work purpose, uh, work and purpose angle, but really in any angle that you choose. So according to human design, the way we see things is that what you're good at, what comes inherently naturally to you, what you could do in your sleep without any effort, which takes other people effort, that's the thing you're supposed to be sharing in all moments of your life. So that's in your relationship, that's with your family, that's at home, that's at the grocery store, that is also at work. And so you want to use this time to really get all your ducks in a row and make it really tight. Like these are the things that I can do so easily. And these are the things that are going to lead me to being my highest, most powerful self across all areas of life, rather than allowing the world to tell you that there's this cookie cutter best way to be the best mom and the best employee or the best entrepreneur. There is no best way anymore. All those things that we cling on to are crumbling right in front of us. And so what we really need to focus on is what are my gifts? How can I start to see those things that come easy to me as being my source of freaking power? And even though I don't see them yet, even though the world hasn't told me that those things are powerful, how can I really use this time to boost the way that I see myself and to boost the things that come easy to me and to see those as my sources of power and then to bring those into every area of my life when we come out of this even stronger than we will before. And like I said, something that's super important is to try not to try uh, to try to resist ascribing too much meaning to this and just actually pay attention to where it is you're feeling triggered, where it is you're feeling fearful. All those negative emotions and worries and things will point you towards the work during this time. And so instead of looking outside of yourself for the meaning of this for you, you already know the meaning of this for you and your fears, your anxieties, your worries. Um, your triggers, those are going to be the things that show you where the meaning lies for you. And also just from a perfectly human level, I want to say that I hope everyone is really getting some beautiful stuff out of this. And, um, you know, all the challenges that come up, like I said, sometimes we need the gifts wrapped in shit because those are the things that help us grow the quickest and the most. And so everybody here is being gifted with the opportunity to really ascend, to become their highest, most powerful self. And let's all do it together. Lots of love. Hi, I'm Dr. Josh Axe, doctor of natural medicine, founder of DrAxe.com and co-founder of Ancient Nutrition. Hey, really excited today uh, to have the opportunity to talk to you guys about 
how to naturally strengthen your immune system. You know, now is the most important time in our history for us to really take care of our bodies and especially our immune systems. So on today's uh, episode, I'm going to talk about the top foods, the top supplements, the top essential oils and practices to help you strengthen your immune system. Let's go ahead and dive in and start with diet. Let me tell you the three to four biggest things you don't want to be eating right now that actually have been shown in studies to weaken your immune system. Sugar is number one. Sugar will weaken your immune system. So get rid of all the processed refined sugar. Now, a good replacement is doing uh, low-calorie natural sweeteners like stevia or monk fruit, or even better, consuming raw local honey, which supports immune health in moderation, along with fruit, which I'll talk about in a minute. But stay away from the refined sugar. Stay away from the hydrogenated oils the soybean oil, any type of vegetable oil, and stay away from refined grains like white products and wheat products. Wheat products are high in gluten. They're very high glycemic, so they break down into sugar quickly. And they're also hard on your immune system because they're dampening and can cause yeast to overgrow. So stay away from those. Here's what you want to be eating. You want to consume bone broth. That's the number one superfood to support your immune health and your gut health. So chicken vegetable soup is the ideal meal that's going to help strengthen your immune system. You know, when I was a kid, anytime I wasn't feeling well, my mom had me drink chicken vegetable soup and something like ginger ale. That comes from the ancient Chinese and Jewish. They called it Jewish penicillin. They called it uh, Asian, uh, Asian medicine in a bowl but it is chicken vegetable soup and ginger herbal tea. Perfect meal for strengthening your immune system. Number one superfood, again, is bone broth. Along with bone broth, you want to be consuming a lot of vitamin C-rich foods. The vitamin C-rich vegetables are broccoli, bok choy, Brussels sprouts, and bell peppers. Those are the most vitamin C-rich vegetables. Also, cabbage has quite a bit of vitamin C. And then along with those, you want to be consuming the fruits high in vitamin C, and berries high in antioxidants. Here's the list. The vitamin C-rich foods, lemons, limes, grapefruit, and oranges. Kiwi. Kiwis are an amazing superfood high in vitamin C. Strawberries and papaya. Those are the vitamin C-rich fruits, along with one that falls in the middle. It's a berry rich in vitamin C, and that's goji berries. Goji berries, amla berries as well, but do you can buy goji berries and snack on those. You can buy the powder and add it to a smoothie. And then in addition to those, mulberries and blueberries. Blueberries are really high in antioxidants, which are good for your immune system. So get the berries with the vitamin C-rich fruits, with the vitamin C-rich vegetables. And then in addition to those, generally speaking, you want to just consume fruit, lots of vegetables, collagen-rich fruits, uh, foods, omega-3-rich foods, like walnuts and wild-caught salmon, and then things like chicken. Chicken is actually very high in selenium, which also strengthens your immune system. Now, in addition, and here's the ideal sort of meal plan. Wake up in the morning and do a either a bowl of oatmeal or cream of rice with lots of fruit and, and a little bit of honey and add some collagen to that. Or do a smoothie with one cup of berries, one scup, scoop of a collagen protein, like multi-collagen protein or a bone broth protein, and then one cup of like almond or coconut milk. Then for your next meals, do something like a big bowl of soup, butternut squash soup, chicken vegetable soup, miso soup, and then uh, something like meat and double vegetables. And then, hey, for dinner, if you want a little dessert, a little dark chocolate, some homemade apple crisp or baked pears in the oven, 
that's a good sort of way to strengthen your immune system. And last but not least, the supplements. When you are supplementing the most powerful herbs, I believe are elderberry and echinacea. I had somebody asked recently about elderberry being linked to cytokines or this inflammatory marker. That's normal. It's not the bad kind of inflammation. So elderberry and echinacea, great immune boosting herbs. And for the vitamins and minerals, you want to look at vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and selenium. Those are the four immune boosting vitamins and minerals there as well. And for essential oils, lemon, clove, oregano, and thyme oil are the most powerful there as well. And listen, the last but not least recommendation here is your mindset. If you are not feeling, uh, if, if you are living in a state of fear, and listen, this is something the media is driving, and I have my opinions on really how we should be seeing uh, you know, our immune health right now. But so many of us are living in a state of fear today. Did you know that according to medical studies, the number one reason somebody gets sick and goes to the doctor, here, here's the stat, 60 to 80% of all medical visits are stress-related. So if you're living in a state of fear and worry and anxiety right now about what's going on in the world, you're actually making yourself sicker. Instead, you want to have this spirit of hope and faith and knowing you're going to heal. Be, so spend time in these emotions. Get joyful. You know, sing, watch funny movies. You know, be in that state. If, if you're watching the TV or seeing these updates, whether it's on social media or TV, switch the channel, okay? Um, if it's building fear in you instead, hey, it's fine to be informed a little bit. But outside of that, you want to have faith and hope and knowing, hey, everything's going to be okay. So just know that. And also, if you're being fearful, you're passing that to others. You're making others sick with fear, weakening their immune system. There are medical studies showing, hundreds of them, that fear weakens your immune system. So instead, hey, build, you know, build your faith, build your hope, wake up in the morning and throughout the day, say what you're grateful for, build a spirit of joy, do that and overcome fear. Fear isn't doing you any favors. Remember, faith over fear have the right mindset when it comes to building your health and having the right mindset will strengthen your immune system as well. So, hey, I hope you guys have enjoyed this training on how to naturally boost your immune system with nutrition and lifestyle. Hi, my name is Moana Snow. I'm an energy healer and the founder of Wellness Official. I just wanted to send you a little note to give my perspective on what is happening right now in the world and within us. I think everything is a microcosm of the macro. And if we think about it, what's happening in the macro is also a reflection of what's happening on a smaller scale, both within us, but also within our countries, our communities, our homes. I think this is a really important time where we honestly have no other choice but to look at how what is happening in the world is not something that is happening to us but for us and for the transformation and healing of all of us on both the micro scale, which is you, the individual, and the macro scale, which is you within the collective, us, all of us together. And so if we really look at, okay, this is a time when we are now having to transform, we are now having to look within, we are now having to take space. I think it's representative of how 
we must all individually do this. So I encourage you in this time to be aware of when you are avoiding your feelings, of when you are distracting yourself, of when you are projecting anger and fear, because this virus is something like a spotlight for us all. It shows us that this is actually the practice, the habit that we've been carrying, the way we've been being. And now that we are now in our homes, sequestered into isolation, we must look at ourselves, look at our reactivity. We, we must understand that we have been playing these habits out even before the coronavirus came along. And so when you see that you are acting out in the ways that you might when you are fearful or stressed, I encourage you to see that these are the habits, the ways of being that you've been practicing all along. On the other hand, if you notice that you are at peace or that you are able to bring yourself back into a centered and grounded place when you do start to stray from your center, then this shows you that you have been practicing groundedness, that you've been practicing being in touch with your inner guidance system. So this is really a time to look honestly at yourself so that we can all look honestly at what we are creating as an individual and what we are creating as a collective. So lastly, I would encourage you to really dedicate yourself to journaling every day, giving yourself the opportunity to really reflect, pour your thoughts, your minds, your emotions out onto a page so you can see it and face it directly. I also really encourage you to just be mindful of your feelings. Notice that if something feels uncomfortable or if you feel urgency to go and do something or make something happen, that there might be some underlying anxiety that wants to be moved through and experienced and finally cleared. And then lastly, I really encourage you to find ways to connect with nature. If you're not able to leave your home, Perhaps you listen to the sound of the wind or you stare at the clouds in the sky. And if you can, go into your garden or your backyard, put your feet into the ground and connect with Mother Earth. She's always there for us and she's calling us back to her. Stay close to your guidance system and let's stay close to each other. The most important thing we can do right now is to move. It's to look around, accept reality, and make a plan. You know, in times like this, our tendency is to freeze. Think about it. If you're going down the freeway and you see something on the road, what do you do? You slam on the brakes. In times like this, that is exactly the wrong thing to do. We have to move because freezing is dangerous. My name is Ramit Sethi. I'm the CEO of I Will Teach You To Be Rich. You can find me online at Ramit, R-A-M-I-T. And I want to talk about what you can do with your money today. 
Because even though times are tough outside and I anticipate they will get tougher in the short term, what we need to do is focus on what we can control. So I want to talk about three steps that you can take with your money. The first is, you know, that typical advice, three months or six months of an emergency fund. No, I'm going to recommend you get even more conservative, a one year emergency fund. Let me tell you how to do it. First off, I want you to calculate your minimum expenses. Assume that you might not be going back to work for a while. Assume if you live with a partner, maybe they lose their job. So what are your minimum expenses? That means if you've got anything discretionary, it's time to cancel it. Even somebody who has a wedding two or three months from now, you're probably going to have to cancel it. Why? Because money in your pocket now is worth more than money later. If you are funding a 401k through work or anything like that, put that on pause until you can build up your emergency fund. Call any company that you owe money to. Tons of my readers are sending me notes. They're following the scripts in my book. They're calling their credit card companies. They're getting no interest extensions, student loan debt, cable companies. These companies want to work with you right now. Uh, even your landlords. And finally, if you have an emergency fund and you need to use it, use it. There are times that call for tapping into your emergency fund. This is one of them. So I want you to focus first on creating a conservative one-year emergency fund or as close as you can get to it. The next thing to do, some people who have already done that, maybe they've been reading, I will teach you to be rich for a long time. The next question that I get is, should I keep investing? What should I do with my money? Well, if you've got a one-year emergency fund, then you know exactly what to do. Keep on investing, dollar cost averaging every single month like usual. It's funny that if uh, toothpaste goes on sale, Many of us are happy. Oh, great. I get to buy that for 20% off. But when stocks go down, we get really skittish and nervous. I want you to think that if you are young, investments are on sale for you. Now, we don't want to ignore the reality that things will be very different if you're near retirement. But if you have a long time horizon and you believe that the economy will recover in the next 20, 30, 40 years, and you have that one-year emergency fund, Boy, I would keep investing. And finally, I want you to think about your earnings. Do not wait for your boss to tell you what's going to happen. Your boss doesn't know. Do not wait for magical money to come down from a stimulus package. Maybe it will happen, but we don't know when. We need to start thinking about our earnings. So don't delegate your decision to somebody else. I want you to start thinking about your job. Is your industry coming back? Be realistic. Take a look in the mirror and accept reality, then make a plan. Can you start something on the side? There are still lots of people right now who need help and they're willing to pay for it. So the key here, don't get overwhelmed and don't freeze. I want you to move. And one final thought. I had somebody who wrote me on Instagram and she said, you know, Ramit, I've been following your stuff for a long time. You talk about how to start a business. She's like, I'm a nurse. And for the last couple of years, I've thought about it, but now it all seems so foolish. Who cares about following my passion? Who cares about designing logos? And I said, you know, I appreciate that you're in the medical field and the service you're doing, but to people who need a logo, it's not foolish. So there are lots of people who take their business very seriously. There are lots of people who can help, whether it's tutoring, whether it's... Uh, 
any kind of uh, organization they can help other people with. Don't think it's foolish. Think about how to increase your earnings. My name is Ramit Sethi. You can find me at I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Hello, beautiful beings. My name is Aaron Rose, and I am a spiritual guide, a transformational coach for changemakers, a writer, a speaker, and a human being who is committed to both changing and enjoying the world at the same time. And as I'm sure you can hear in the background, I'm coming to you today with my feet in the ocean, my toes in the sand, connecting in with this beautiful planet that we all call home that is here to remind us of who we really are. And my intention today is to bring you a message of hope and encouragement. But rather than simply talking at you, although I do appreciate you listening, I want to invite you to approach this as a conversation with yourself, as an inquiry into your own inner knowing. Because there's a part of you beneath all of the layers of fear and uncertainty and conditioning that when you hear the question, what the heck is going on on earth right now? Are we going to be okay? A part of you that unequivocally knows the answer, that knows exactly what is happening on earth right now and knows exactly why you are here. This is a time that has been foretold for generations. Century after century, humanity has told the story of a time that would come when we would go right up to the edge and we would come right back to ourselves. A time when it would seem as if all hope were lost, as if earth was destroyed and humanity was to blame, and a time in which a new group of people would rise as leaders, reconnecting with themselves, reconnecting with their hearts, resurrecting ancient wisdom and leading the way, ushering in an era of unprecedented peace and ease. And if you're listening to this right now, you are one of these people, and it is this time. This time of a great shift back to love on earth. Some call it new earth, utopia, heaven on earth, whatever you call it. It is promised to us within this lifetime if we choose it. The pain that we see humanity going through that we ourselves have experienced is not a forecast of our future. It is an echo of our past. It is everything that has been suppressed and kept in darkness for generations coming up and out to finally be seen in the light of day so that we can get on the other side of it. If you feel disgusted, if you feel dismayed, I want to encourage you to see that that contrast actually shows you even more of who you are. In a universe where like attracts like, dis-ease, fear, lack of harmony, conflict, dehumanization, if these things do not feel right to you, they are not your ultimate destiny. You're seeing them so that you can release them. We're doing that on a collective level. Our collective intention to experience something new is what has created this moment, this great shift that we're all going through right now. And our capacity to experience this world where we all truly thrive as ourselves, not just surviving in this separation to which we've become so accustomed, our ability to experience that really rests in our willingness to believe in it before we see it and to actually see that it is already made manifest in our everyday life right now. And each and every one of us has this different doorway into new earth already, into this feeling of total ease, into this feeling of no resistance to the conditions of our existence. 
Maybe for you, it's in how your partner smiles at you. Maybe for someone else, it's how the wind rustles in the leaves at night. Maybe for another one of you, it's how your child laughs or how they sound when they're sleeping. Maybe for a lot of you, it's the goodness that you see in human beings imperfectly trying to help each other out on social media. Whatever it is, I wanna encourage you to open this doorway even wider, to breathe this feeling into your being because we create, we manifest from what feels natural and normal and we have been conditioned to feel as if fear and pain and dis-ease is normal. But if we practice this feeling of ease, it's going to become our reality. So breathing yourself into this reality where everything is already okay. Where you walk down the street and you feel trust and connection with other humans. Where you breathe fresh air and you see clean oceans and you have more than enough to thrive. Where you get to create and connect with ease, not to solve devastating problems, but just to experiment with what it's like to create more and more and more. Breathing yourself into this feeling for just a little bit longer, knowing that it's not an idle illusion or a deluded daydream, but it is actually moving and stepping and shifting yourself in the entire world into a reality that honors you for who you are and honors each and every one of us. So that one day when you do walk out your door and you do walk through a world full of so much ease, so much abundance, and so little of all that has plagued us for too long, it doesn't feel like some miraculous thing that's been handed down from on high as if God has finally saved us. It just feels natural. It feels like a friend. It feels like who you are. Because it is. Hi everyone, this is Adriana from Anima Mundi. We're a Brooklyn-based apothecary offering all sorts of plant medicines for mind and body wellness. I wanted to talk today about essential plants that you can be integrating into your life right now for total immune resilience and mental health. What's fascinating is that a lot of these plants are naturally fantastic for both of these sectors in our life. So for example, uh, rhodiola, a classic adaptogen that many of us know nowadays, has been used for quite some time as a natural mood uplifter and immune protector. Its immune modulating capacity actually helps our system constantly adapt to the new stressors in our environment. That's what's amazing about immune modulators in general. They adapt to the, the situation outside of your body, regulating on an internal level your endocrine system to adapt to it through resilience. It's pretty amazing. Adaptogens are hyper-intelligent plants that target many aspects to our body and mind and help the endocrine system regulate all these different functions that control our stress response, our immune system, and more. Uh, another plant that many of us love that is from the rainforest is cat's claw. Cat's claw has an immense amount of healing potential. Indigenous tribes in the rainforest have actually used it to create a, a mood uplifting as well for people suffering with depressive disorders. And at the same time, it has been used to fight viral infections and viruses in general. It can also help fight bacterial infection and in general, it's an anti-inflammatory. It has received quite a lot of scientific research since the 80s because of its 
big discovery of being an anti-cancerous plant. And it has a lot of anti-cancerous potential and many, many more things that are yet to be discovered due to a lack of scientific research, which is a lot about plants. But slowly but surely, thankfully, we're seeing a lot of research coming out with all these incredible plants that a lot of us love. Another great one that a lot of you also keep stocked in your kitchen pantry is reishi. Reishi is another adaptogenic plant that helps us regulate the stress response. It is often called a spirit herb because it has a huge effect on the lungs, meaning where we intake the air to feel a restorative experience and to keep us alive. It also helps us regulate our endocrine system and our limbic brain. The limbic brain is part of the endocrine and the way that it regulates our emotions. So our emotions are directly linked to our immune system. So the way you feel literally will determine how prolific your immune system will operate. Having both of these match hand in hand, meaning when you feel good energetically, you are literally attuning your immune system. And there's actually scientific research supporting this very fact. So these herbs, by toning the limbic brain and the endocrine system, which encompasses the hypothalamus, the pituitary and the adrenal glands, we're literally toning up and beefing up our immune system. These plants are so easily integrated into everything that you love from medicinal teas to medicinal broths to any kind of food that you love. It's so easy, don't be afraid, just use them. They're generally very safe. Of course, if you're under certain medications or so, consult with a healthcare practitioner first to be sure that there's no interaction. But if you follow the recommended dosage, they have a lot less side effects than most pharmaceuticals that many of us have interacted with. Another plant that I absolutely love is Pau de Arco. And it is also an Amazonian plant that is often coined as the anti-candidal bark. But this amazing plant actually is also incredible at re reducing inflammation and protecting the immune system. It is an immune modulator and it also purifies the blood. So it helps literally the blood release toxicity faster than the normal. If your body, for example, needs a boosting to help release that toxicity through the lymphatic system and other gateways, This is the plant that helps release the toxicity, which is often what happens when viruses are kept inside the body. They don't have a gateway to be released out of, which is where it like goes back into the body and it recycles. And that's not what you definitely do not want. So these plants in general can be worked together. They can be used separately and they're incredible. Other kitchen staples that most of us also have is garlic, which is also a proven antiviral. Never underestimate the power of our dear garlic because used in its raw form, it has proven to be an incredible ally to reduce the progression of viruses. Also scientifically proven, it has many more acids that it can contribute to our body and mind. We also have oregano, which is also a classic that a lot of us are intaking nowadays due to the world pandemic. But uh, oregano is also a fantastic one to drink generally for no reason because it's a great immune protecting herb. It also has extensive research on its viral reducing capabilities and it slows the progression of infection in general. So these are just some that you can use that you probably have stocked and be sure to use on a daily basis to ensure that you're really getting the protection from nature. And nature truly has a remedy for everything and it's all a matter of trusting, believing and staying mentally healthy through the help of these plants that are truly miraculous remedies. Uh, from mother nature so i hope you get to enjoy these and have access to them and feel free to reach out if you have any questions thank you 
Hi, guys. This is Danielle Page. I am honored that Lindsay and Krista wanted me to come on here and talk a little bit about what's going on from an astrological standpoint. If you're not familiar with me, I am an intuitive astrologer and a spiritual teacher, and I help people come back to their heart and their soul and understand that we're multidimensional beings and that there's always a lot more going on than what we just see in the 3D, which is actually very fitting for what is happening right now. So let's start a little bit backwards here before we get into 2020. So in 2019, it was a very big year. And right now I know that there's so many people that feel like they want to go back to 2019. I can definitely relate to that feeling. But when we were going through in 2019, it was a feeling of, oh my gosh, everything was being taken from me. This was being pulled away. And we were we were like crying and this was, um, it felt like the biggest deal in the world. Now, you're not making that up. There was definitely a lot of collective energy going on. And it was mainly because a couple planets, Saturn and Pluto, were coming together in the sky. So Saturn is about restriction, discipline, order, restructure, um, achievement, making you work for things. And Pluto is about soul transformation. So it's like a meat grinder. Again, I don't eat meat, but this is a great example. You can put meat in the meat grinder and you grind it up and it comes out another form. That intensity is Pluto. So Pluto goes in and pulls out everything that's no longer serving you or no longer working. So those two planets were meeting up in the sky. So we were feeling the intensity of both of those. Now, at a couple of times throughout 2019, Saturn and Pluto also met up with the South Node, the collective South Node, I should say. And the collective South Node is about where we are letting go, opening the door and letting everything drop through um, from the past, and it is um, karmic energy, and it's a clearing out. It's like very much Marie Kondo. You know, if it doesn't bring you joy, let it go. So sometimes we don't even know if it brings us joy, but the South Node with Pluto, with Saturn, was pulling it from us. So that was the beginning of this structure that was building. So Saturn originally went into Capricorn in December of 2017, and that was the start of breaking down of old structures, especially old patriarchal structures. So at the end of the year in December, we had an eclipse. So eclipses, if you're not familiar, just to kind of summarize, they are big game changers. They are big jumps in our evolutionary journey and they put us on the path. So sometimes they're amazing and fun, whereas people could get engaged and marry during an eclipse and have a baby. Or sometimes people get divorced. Sometimes people lose their jobs. Sometimes people you know, their house was taken from them. Major events happen because it sets you on a path to where your soul needs to go, not necessarily your ego. So we had an eclipse in December. Then we also had one in January. And the one in January, right after it, we had the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto that were exact um, in the beginning of January 2020. So that to me was a big buildup and a big moment where these two energies were in the sky. And then from there, they separated. But because they made contact to me, that's very telling about a lot of stuff that's happening. It's again, tearing down of structures, um, removing all the old order that doesn't work and cleansing and pulling it out. And with Pluto, anytime you're dealing with Pluto, it never happens in a fashion that's easy and orderly and beautiful with rainbows and hearts and four leaf clovers. It never happens that way. It's chaotic. And it feels like we're dying because in a way that we are, a part of us is. So that energy was really prevalent and we're still feeling the effects of that right now. What I think is also interesting is that Saturn is moving into Aquarius 
around the 21st, depending on where you are in the world of March. And Saturn, like I said, has been in Capricorn since December of 2017. So this is a big shift for humanity. It's an outer planet. And anytime we have an outer planet that changes signs, it's a shift in Again, humanity in our consciousness. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to be a one and done because it never is. But what I think is really interesting is we're already starting to see the effects of that. So Saturn moves into Aquarius and Aquarius is about the collective community coming together um, and how we have to help humanity. It's about being very much a visionary and moving out of the old, which is Capricorn and into the new, which is Aquarius. And so right now, even though that we're separated and we're in confinement, which is very much set, um, very much Saturn energy, we're still in the, um, Aquarius energy of we're seeing that we are a global community more now, more now so than ever before. We've never seen it before. It's like, oh, something's happening in another country or something's happening here, but I'm just going on and living my life. Now we are seeing that we are a global community. It doesn't matter what race you are, what gender you are, what, um, religion you are, what country you're from, and sexual orientation, it, it doesn't matter. All that matters is we're on earth and we got to figure this out together. So that's very Aquarian. How do we come together? So Saturn is dipping in March 21st-ish around then, and then it will go until July, and then it will retrograde and go back into Capricorn. It then goes back into Aquarius for good, mid-December. So we're going to get a little taste of stuff now, and then it goes back into Capricorn. Now, something even bigger that's happening is I don't normally look at Mars when I'm looking at transits. Actually, I shouldn't say that. You should look at Mars because it's a trigger point, but I'm all, I focus on the outer planets first. But the reason why I'm really looking at Mars right now is Mars comes along and it basically is like, if you have a loaded gun, I hate to use this example and I don't want to scare people and there's nothing about guns that I'm seeing, but I'm just using this example so you could understand. If you have a loaded gun and you just trip and you hit that trigger, it's going to go off. That's Mars. Mars is coming around and everything is already locked and loaded and ready to go. And Mars is the trigger point that's happening. So especially the end of March and to beginning of April, we have a lot going on. Mars is going to come up and hit Jupiter um, around March 20th. It's going to hit Pluto 23rd, 24th. Um, and then it goes into Aquarius um, on the 30th. But the biggest thing is it hits Saturn. So it conjuncts Saturn on March 31st. Now, a lot of astrologers are talking about this, that that is really a time when we're like in major lockdown and we feel really constrained. You know, all I know is that I can't predict everything. And my goal with astrology is not to predict every outcome because Astrology doesn't do that. Astrology shows you the shifts and the cycles, and we can interpret it because we know the archetype, but it's up to us what we do. And I'm something I'm very strongly getting from spirit is that there's so many timelines and possibilities. So it really depends on what we do with it. So that's what I want to help you when I'm done explaining this is to some, give you some tools and activities of what to do. So Mars is coming as a trigger. And there's a lot of energy. So things might amp up the end of March into the beginning of April. I'm also getting April 4th through 6th is a really volatile time. So just kind of watch out for that to see how everything comes to a head. You know, I also in my dream got May 12th, which happens to be my birthday. But um, May 12th um, was a pivotal time where I think things might shift. Um, and one of my astrology teachers talked about May 13th. So I messaged her and I said, wow, I got May 12th in my dream and she got May 13th. So Something around there is going to shift as well. But right now, it's so important that we 
really go inside and look at what created this. Now, that's a whole other topic for another day. But I just want to say that this is not solely about coronavirus. This is a deeper issue that we are having a chance to do a reset and to look at what are our values, what is our priority, where did we go with things, and how do we want to shift it. So the biggest thing I can say is moving forward, it is so important to stay into your heart. And when I say that, I don't mean just a fairy tale of, um, you know, Hallmark card of go into your heart and paint um, hearts everywhere and, and flowers. What I mean is truly going to your heart that has electromagnetic fields stronger than your brain. And that's where you actually manifest and bring in stuff through the quantum realm through your heart. So by staying in your heart, you want to increase your immune system, right? You get out of fear, which lowers your immune system and you go into picking a higher um, elevated state of consciousness, go into gratitude, um, think of something that feels better and go into your heart, and that actually protects your energy. And if enough people do this, we're actually going to make a global shift um, in the world because our frequency is everything. We're all plugged into the matrix of the universe. So the more we go into our hearts and the more we reset, the more we really see our values and the more we see the stuff that's coming out in the government, you know, any Illuminati stuff that's coming out, we're going to see more. So it's really time that the veil comes back and we see the truth, but not to see the truth in fear see the truth in your heart. So with that being said, if you ever get scared and panic, let the feel the feelings, let it pass through you, but don't attach a story to it. Breathe, um, send out a grounding cord into the center of the earth, put your hands on your heart and ask your heart, what does he or she need? And let the answer come up without judging anything. And then also, how does he or she feel? And let your heart tell you how it feels without judging anything. And the more you can actually honor how you feel without attaching a story and then releasing it, the more you can move through it and step back into your heart. So with that being said, I wish you so much love and so much light. And you can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Page, P-A-I-G-E. And I wish you all the best. Love you. Hello, Almost 30 tribe. This is Jordan Younger. I am also known as The Balanced Blonde. I have a podcast called The Balanced Blonde, Soul on Fire, where we talk about all sorts of fun, spiritual things, wellness, tips and tricks, opening up psychically, healing from Lyme disease. We've had Krista and Lindsay on multiple times. Some favorite episodes. They're amazing. So I wanted to just share with you some of the things that have been channeling through for me about what's going on in the world right now. First of all, I just wanted to share, we are all okay. We are good. We are peace. We are love. We are calm. And even if you're feeling the collective anxiety right now, and how could you not, the collective feeling and fear and anxiety right now has been really strong. And even before this outbreak took place, Krista and I were sending some voice messages back and forth, which we love to do, kind of about how anxious we were and like emotional and lots of crying and just lots of intensity. And I believe that as empathic humans, which we all are, we were soaking in the collective energy and the collective vibrations that are now permeating the world. So I've done a lot of inner reflection during this time, a lot of channeling of my guides, my higher self, the Pleiadians. If you want to learn more about the Pleiadians, we can definitely talk more about that on another day. So what has come through really strong is that one, 
This is Mother Earth speaking to us loud and clear. We have the option to listen or we have the option to not listen, which would kind of just make the problem persist and Mother Earth would have to get us to keep listening by continuing for something like this to happen. So number one, treat the earth with so much more respect. Treat our bodies with so much more respect because we are the earth and the earth is us. So taking care of our insides the way that we will also take care, that we should also be taking care of the earth and everything around us, mother nature. If you think about our daily life and the way we run around, basically like chickens with our heads cut off, or like robots, that's what the Pleiadians have been showing me a lot, that in our daily life, we as humans are running around like robots, completely disconnected to what's important, to where we came from, to who we are on the inside. The earth is trying to remind us right now of who we are. And when I say that this is happening for a reason and that the earth is showing us something really specific, I'm definitely not saying that the earth is punishing us or that we've done anything wrong or that this message is the earth is clapping back at us for not taking care of her. She's not trying to punish us. Mother Earth is trying to wake us back up to who we are and we have the option to listen and we have the option not to listen. This is very similar to what I have been dealing with personally with chronic illness and Lyme disease for the last couple of years being pretty much bedridden. I've had the option with chronic illness and living in my bed to not listen to the messages that Lyme disease has come to teach me. And when I don't listen, I continue to be ill. I continue to be sad. I continue to feel a very why me mentality. But when I listen... I learned that, oh my gosh, Lyme disease has been my biggest teacher, my biggest guide, my greatest, greatest gift because it's woken me back up to who I am. It's woken me back up to my eternal nature, my psychic abilities, my connection to my higher self, to the Pleiadians, to my guides. And now I see, I see that message reflected in the world. So not just with myself and my fellow Lyme warriors, chronic illness warriors, I see it reflected in the larger scheme of the world, which is huge. So if I could distill it down, listen to mother earth, listen to nature, know that this is happening for us and not to us. And this doesn't diminish the pain that people are feeling. And if you're feeling pain, that is normal and that is okay. And that is you being a human, having a human experience. So do some meditation, close your eyes, imagine yourself surrounded by white healing light. The Pleiadians keep showing me purple, purple healing light everywhere, radiating from your crown chakra, rooting you into the earth and also into the cosmos and know that everything's going to be okay. You're not alone. This is a deeper call for community and for connection. We're all here for you. You are love and it's all good. Happy to share this with you guys. Always here for you. Mwah! All my love. Hello, I am Dr. Jen Escare, better known as Doc Jen Fit. And I am a doctor of physical therapy and 
What I really love that I bring people is back into compassion for themselves so that they can learn to release the pain and not have to live, especially with chronic pain. Chronic pain is something that, you know, lingers more than three to six months and continues to stay locked into our bodies or comes and presents itself, especially at stressful times. And right now, I think a lot of the world is dealing with stress, whether it's within their bodies or it's anxiety or it's locked up into their upper traps or low back. And there's a lot of different things that are happening in the world wrapped around fear and wrapped around judgment and shame and and anxiety. And one of the best ways that we can start to process this and release it from our body is through movement and breath. Breath is the number one place that I take people first and foremost, because this is the baseline. This is truly our foundation. When we come out as babies, the first thing that we see is our, is the bellies rising and falling just naturally, not trying to think of belly breathing or forcing anything. It is just the natural progression of what happens within our body. And so if we can start to get our body back to this natural type of belly breathing without forcing the belly in and out. Out, but actually allowing it to relax. We help to turn on so many different systems within our body. So first of all, we can turn on the parasympathetic rest, relax, digest system just through the breath. And one of my favorite ways to get people to start to tap into this is by finding a comfortable place. So whether you're laying down on your back or sitting against a chair or a couch, like find a place of comfort, place your hands on your low rib cage and kind of give it a little squeeze. So you're not necessarily just on your belly and your chest chest, but if you place your hands around your lower rib cage, you can start to feel the movement. And if there is no movement as you breathe, that's where you get to send the signals to your body to breathe into your hands. So if you give your rib cage just a little squeeze and you take a slow breath in through your nose and feel the rib cage expand into your hands toward the sides and the front and back, and then you take a really slow breath out through your mouth, like pursed lips breathing, like you're going to blow up a balloon or blow out a lot of candles and you take a longer exhale than a shorter inhale, then we start to switch that nervous system and we turn on that parasympathetic and we start to release inflammation. We start to release the guarding that and the tension that we might have within the muscles. So especially if we're having knots or tension or spasms in the body, this is the first place that we get to go in order to tell the body, you don't have to be on guard. I feel you. I see you. (laughs) I know that you might be locked up, but you don't have to be super tight and stiff. And if we can elongate those exhales, do a longer exhale, a shorter inhale, start to breathe into that lower rib cage, we automatically start to switch the body from that inflammation state to the anti-inflammation, releasing that state and releasing that tension. And then from there, really just developing more movement throughout the day. So it's so easy, especially if we're at home, to get stuck and static and just plop ourselves on the couch and watch TV all day. But I'm going to encourage you to move more often. There's no one perfect posture that we need to be achieving. It is the next posture is the best posture. So if I'm going to sit on the couch, can I do it a little different? Can I lean to a different side? Can I lay on my belly for a little bit? Can I go on a walk 
and call up a friend on the phone to find connection and walk around the apartment while I'm doing that or go outside and get some sun on your face, whether it's on the balcony or walking around your place. How can I integrate movement more. And there's so much movement out in the world. (laughs) I'm doing, you know, on DocGenFit, I have workouts and mobility and all of the things that you can follow along on my page. And there's so many beautiful people who are also posting live workouts and different things that you can follow along. So movement is all around. And it is just about, okay, how can I find it in this moment? How can I turn off the TV and take in the scene around me, even if it's just quietness and trees and grass and take a moment to connect with you, to connect with your breath and to move. And I know that this is a hard time, but you guys got this. Hello, beautiful community. I am Deborah Hannekamp. You may know me as Mama Medicine but my name is Deborah, and I facilitate a healing modality called medicine readings where I read your aura and then I look at and see what the tools that you have already within you are to be your own healer. We follow that up with a beautiful distance healing ceremony And then I send you on your way with some homework and a prescription for a ritual bath. Medicine readings and medicine reading ceremonies are all facilitated online. You can get more info on my website, mamamedicine.com. And I also just wrote a beautiful book called Ritual Baths, Be Your Own Healer. You can get more info on that on my website at mamamedicine.com and you can follow me on Instagram at mamamedicine. You know, I'm thinking a lot about being your own healer and how important that is during that time. Let's just take a a breath into that question. (sighs) How can I be my own healer? in so many ways it's about noticing that you already are every time you take a moment for yourself every time you share a smile or some kind words with another Every time you look up into the sky with awe and wonder, this is you being your own healer. And through the work that we do on ourselves to find that source of inner peace, to find that light, we then set an example to others to be their own healers. There's nowhere you have to go. There's nothing you really have to do. What you have to do is love, understand, accept, and maybe forgive yourself 
and pass. Hold space for everything that's happening right now at this time. Hold space for being in an in-between moment. We know we will never be the same. We don't know what's to come. We are totally and completely in the great mystery. Do you know what the great mystery is? The great mystery is love. Somehow we can all feel it. Somehow we are all attracted to it. Maybe right now we're being moved by a force that's greater than our minds into the great mystery of love. message. We know it's going to help a lot of people just feel a bit more grounded and connected during this time. So thank you. Yeah. And definitely share this with your community, your friends, your coworkers, anyone that needs to hear these messages right now. It means a lot to us and it means a lot to the community that they hear from some of these change makers and know that you are a change maker yourself and whatever you know, you're going through, we honor and support you. The community is connecting every day in the secret Facebook group. We're also connecting on Instagram at, at almost 30 podcast. And we have exciting things coming up later in the year that we're going to be excited to announce. And we're also doing some special things for free with the community. Check out the show notes for this episode. We will have resources from each one of the guests who shared a message today and just ways in which you can connect with them and just get more from them. So thank you so much. We love you very much. And thank you for supporting us by writing a review on iTunes. It means the world when you just share a little bit about how the messages on this show have impacted you. We are so very grateful. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. See you soon.